see, I, I think I'm offering the insightful commentary and the humor. So what am I here for? The color? They pick the low day, but so it's fun. They have each other's bags when the day is finally done. In a world setting in a Georgia town. On a show about libraries and visual sound. In the stacks of the library where it always starts. The stacks are much more than either of them thoughts. It's Thursday for mayhem, it's Thursday for fun. In the stacks with Barry and the Goya, it's second to none. All right, welcome to another fantabulous episode of In the Stacks with Barry. And LaToya. And... T'Challa. What? Cool. <laughs> he forgot his name. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> That's so awesome, all. Cool. Well, welcome back to the show. <laughs> yes, uh, of course, you know, last week we were in live in front of a studio audience. Mm-hmm. Personally, all of those people died. Oh, okay. They yeah. must have gotten the coronavirus, right? Did I miss something? Yes, 53 people died since yesterday in the United States from the coronavirus. Wow. Yeah. And uh, 52 of those were in our studio audience last okay. week. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes. So, so, like, for real, like, I'm still... I miss something. I'm still just um, living under a rock when it comes to information because... Um, I know of what's going on out there, but I'm not keeping very close tabs on what's going on. Um, I do think it's funny that now this is a thing as far as social distancing. I'm like, that's my everyday life. Like, this is nothing new to me. <laughs> I just don't, I just don't, I have not been paying attention to any news. The only thing I heard in terms of news is I went left the house yesterday to go and pick up some pres prescriptions and it's a drive-through so I didn't have to go in or anything like that so I had NPR playing during that time and of course they were talking about the coronavirus um but outside of that I really don't I don't know what's going on like I if if something major was about to happen I would have no clue unless you told me or something because I am not actively looking um, at information about what's going on so. Well, I know multiple people who are um, very concerned about the possibility of martial law being declared. Um, you know, they're talking about it in a couple of different places. California is talking about declaring martial law um, in order to force people to stay in their homes. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, even yesterday, I had to go out yesterday to pick up um, some prescriptions. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't go to the grocery store, but man, it was packed. Every place was packed and uh the dollar general i passed was packed yeah i had that it was i was driving by walmart and of course kroger because that's where i went to pick up my stuff and i'm like it looks like any other day like if if, if it we looks were supposed even busier. to be right if we were supposed to be self-quarantining i'm like these people must not have gotten the memo yeah <laughs> well and you know the down in florida you know there's all these pictures because everybody's going to the beach <laughs> and there's like hundreds and hundreds of people on the beach and you know um, which reminds me, of course, of the, the classic scene in, you know, Jaws, where the, the town mayor is like, you know, oh, the beaches are clean, you know, they're open, everything's great. It's mm -hmm. great. You're an amity. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people, people dying left and right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you know, they declared the other day the first um, case in middle Georgia. Um, it was in um, Warner Robins. Okay. And wow. They announced the first case in Macon. Okay. Um, Supposedly, there's a few unconfirmed that had it. Yeah, but I don't. Did you hear that on the news though, or is that I a rumor? I heard that from the news. Okay. Because my kids, you know, at school, they they constantly were saying, "Oh, somebody at Oak Hill has it." You know, that kind of mm -hmm. thing. Um. Yeah. Well, speaking of your kids and all of that, you're also um, everyone is starting to really be impacted by it. And you being a teacher now, um, I hope that is not coronavirus back there, um, that you're, you're working from home, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm working from home. And um, at least through April 6th, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's a lot of discussion about whether or not schools are going to reopen at all this school year. Um, the school year. Wow. Because I mean, I know what is it? CDC quarantine is for like they were saying about at least eight weeks, right? Yeah. 
Well, keep um, in mind, you know, I mean, graduation for my kids would be at the end of May. So if we go back in April, you know, we've got like a little over a month and a half left in the school year anyway. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's They've true. They've already canceled, um, you know, they're canceling the rest of the, the sports seasons that are going on right now. Well, uh, I got an email on saying that with MLS there, you know, since it's under suspension, that they've extended right. the suspension until May 10th. But, right. you know, realistically speaking, you know, I'm sure they'll send out another email saying it's further delayed or whatever. Um, uh, but I mean, I just, I didn't realize it was going to get this crazy. Yeah. Well, and of course, even with the, the, you know, the real soccer leagues, like the premier league, um, the real soccer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about what they're going to do. Are they going to play any more at all this season? Because, you know, when they, the thing about it, extending the season into the summer is that they have it all set up. So everybody's contracts, you know, expire like June 1st, mm-hmm. you know, because they're not playing in June. Right. Um, but now if you're playing in June, what does that, you know, are people's, you know, they're not going to play for free. I mean, they're kind right. of I mean, so it's just a big mess. Um, and uh, did you watch this week, last week, tonight with? Uh... Um, I did, I've not watched it yet because I know, I know really, I know that I read somewhere that it's a shortened episode. Well, um, yeah, it's, it's, it, he's alone. There's nobody else in the studio. And, um, wow. This episode. And, um, and he's I know they're done. I mean, he's, yeah. <laughs> he's not doing any more until this stuff is over. And he's a Liverpool fan, so he's very bummed because they're running away with the, the EPL title this year. <laughs> and, uh, and he's, you know, he just wants, he said one time he wanted to see, you know, in his lifetime, because they've never won it before, mm-hmm. uh, hold up the trophy and have a parade and, you know, they probably won't. Uh, well, it was interesting and you mentioned the, the, um, the fact that I, I guess it didn't dawn on me about graduation because I'm like, oh yeah, my nephew is supposed to graduate this yeah. year, and they may not actually have a graduation per se yeah. if everyone's still under quarantine. And he's well, supposed and- to be going into the military, which I'm sure they're not, you know, stopping that process. But yeah. wow, yeah, that's- yeah, and it's, it's it's weird. I mean, I feel sorry for some of my seniors, you know, because I mean, of course, you know, they're 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 going to kind of cancel prom. They're going. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so they're not going to have a senior prom. They probably won't have a, a ceremony where they walk. Um, but on the other hand, I mean, it's certainly memorable, but you know, it's not the way I'm sure they always pictured it. Right. But yeah, with my students, um, you know, I have a, I use this thing called Google classroom. Mm-hmm. So I have my assignments posted in there and students are posting things back to me in there and sending me emails and, uh, sending me work. And uh, so I'm grading it every day. My office hours for students are from nine to 12 and one to three, but I'm supposed to actually be on the clock from eight to four. Mm -hmm. Um, And I fill out all this stuff, you know, saying what I do every day or else, you know, if I don't fill out my form and submit it by four 30, I don't get paid. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But anyway, uh, so yeah, you know, if anything, I, I feel like I've, I've been very productive considering I'm not actually face to face with any students. Um, I have uploaded a couple of videos, you know, of me talking to the students and stuff. Um, so, I mean, they don't have long enough. I'll, I'll probably do like a Google hangout or something like that. Yeah. Like, I was about to say, I was going to say, is there no, is, are you not actively or will you be able to actively teach if you wanted to say, okay, you know, meet me all here at, you know, 12 o'clock in this, google hangout or something is yeah. that something that you will likely do or it depends just... on how long it goes on um, okay you know I've, I've got three weeks of worth of lessons posted already but i mean if it's if we're doing this for the rest of the year then yeah at some point we do that i mean one of my fellow teachers had a a, a live google hangout with them today their students mm-hmm. or students showed up uh, well, yeah, because I mean, I know because of where you are geographically, not everyone has internet access to internet short of going to a library or something. And, right. uh, you know, and I mean, I don't know if public libraries have already closed, but closed, yeah. so yeah, I'm like, Wi-Fi on without the password. Mm-hmm. Uh, people can come sit in their parking lot if they want. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, I can only imagine that 
even for you that it would be similar that maybe four or so students show up if they don't have internet access at home, yeah. which is still but so I, weird to me. But I mean, I'm doing lots of stuff that I probably wouldn't normally do. Cause I mean, you have to, like I had a student email me today and said, you know, Miss Reese, can you call me at, you know, their number? Cause mm-hmm. I understand this assignment. And so I did, I called them at home and, you know, we talked on my cell phone until they understood the thing, you know, um, yeah, you need to be doing that like via Google or something. You don't need to be calling your students using your cell phone number. <laughs> well, you know, the only thing about using the Google voice is that I, when all the other teachers were saying I would have to set up a separate email account just for that. Oh, because I think they must turn it off for you guys. Yeah. The, yeah that's I can't a feature use it with can... my work email. Um, yeah. You would have to probably use it with like your personal email or one of your personal email accounts. Yeah. So, yeah, I got it. So, I mean, I'm not that concerned about it. I mean, I don't, I don't have anybody I think who hates me who's going to be calling me all the time. <laughs> and, you know, if nothing else this way, I mean, you know, it, it backs up. If I, if I put in my log, you know, I had to talk to so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And I could say, look, here's his phone number. You know, you see, I talked to him for eight minutes. You know. Well, I would not be surprised, depending on how long this extends, if they turn on that feature for, for teachers. Um, yeah. because it is one that is, you know, you can turn on or off in Google and in the past you'd be able to do it for, get it for free. And fortunately I did with all of my pre, you know, my clients. Um, but now, yeah, you do actually have to pay to use Google voice. Yeah. Um, yeah. so now this, we, we've, we've heard from the teacher side of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so T'Challa. Huh? So what is it like for you as a student doing this? kind of distance learning? Well, when I get up every morning, I check Microsoft Teams, which is where they assign me my assignment, and there's never anything there. <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. Let, let me let me say, first of all, he's in a different school system than mine. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I figure as much since they're using Microsoft Teams instead of Google's interface. And so, later on, when I'm eating lunch, I'll check it again, and there's nothing there. So I think, okay, I've got no assignments today. Let's go. Uh And so I go on to do the paper assignments I was doing. Then later on that night, while I'm eating my dinner with no free time whatsoever, I check and one assigned me. All my teachers have assigned me something the exact minute after I checked around the lunch. Right. It's this every day, even when I try to do it later. Yeah. I did it again around then. So you know what they did? They signed it the minute after I checked there. So why are they assigning work daily? It seems like they would have just gone ahead and given you the, you know, this. I say I put, I actually posted all three weeks of mine at one time, and I told the students, I said, look, you're going to be at home. I know you're going to have other things going on. It's fine with me if you do all of my work on Tuesday. Right. Okay. You want it all out in three hours go for it or if you want to do it daily because i did break it out daily i said you know then you'll stay on track whatever you guys want to do this week's work is due at the end of the week next week's work end of that week you know i don't understand why they're posting stuff daily for you to tell um the reason why is because i genuinely don't know (laughs) (laughs) okay all right Uh, some things aren't due until like the end of the month. Right, right. They aren't due until April 16th or something, which is worrisome. But, yeah. <laughs> but in all honesty, I really don't know. They okay. gave me paperwork at the beginning, and I'm still doing that, but they're still giving me online stuff in addition daily for some reason. Hmm. Yeah, because that, that makes me think that they're actually, you know, coming up with the work Most of every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is either optional or easy out of your mind. It's really just free 100s. Hmm. They need to get grades in, and they have to send you something. So Well, I know that with, like, my kids, I was told at first um, not to do anything very important like it was just busy work well like i'm giving them a quiz next Mm -hmm. week stuff like that but i'm not supposed to it's supposed everything in this first two weeks is supposed to be stuff they've really had before 
but it's like refresher or, you know, let's use what we've learned before in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that. So like I'm teaching them about narrative memoir this week, next week they're taking some, you know, practice milestones, which will be the only milestones they'll take. And, um, then like the, at the end of the week, they're going to do like a compare contrast between, you know, the freedoms in Egypt and the United States because they're going to watch this video on Egypt, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, if we continue on until May, um, then I assume, you know, I'll be given the freedom to teach them new things. But yeah, I mean, so I think that like, I think the biggest issue will be for, especially in your area, those who don't have access to the internet because there's going to be more dependency on using the internet um than anything else if they're not going to be able to be in a social environment um i know of some cases where they're where cable companies are providing free access to internet um i know that's the case in like new york and stuff and um some some are removing data limits those kinds of things but even if they do, in some of these people's cases, they don't even have a computer at home. Yeah, so Charter said they're going to give everybody, you know, as a K through 12 student at home, mm-hmm. um, free internet for 60 days. Um, and, you know, we were supposed to do this uh, survey in all our classes. You know, do you have Wi-Fi at home? Mm-hmm. And do you have a computer or laptop at home? And every one of my students in all three of my classes have Wi-Fi. But um, I had, you know, I'd say in one class I only had one, but in the other classes I had like four or five students who didn't have a computer or a laptop. Wow. Um, But most of them said they could still do their work on their phone. Right, right. Some of them write entire papers for me on their phone. Yeah, I still can't get that. I know. And apparently if you have a PlayStation 4, you can access Google Classroom using the browser on it. Wow. (laughs) Now, I have a couple of students who have PS4s but don't have a laptop or anything. Um, but even with those students, the, the school is, all the school buses every day are going around and delivering meals mm-hmm. to all the students. And um, is Because I know that as a whole, they're still doing that because for many students, not just locally but nationally, the lunch they get from school, breakfast and lunch, is the only meal that they may get for the day. Right. And so, yeah. So I know that is a national initiative kind of thing, I think. Yeah. And, um, and even when they do have food at home, it's junk. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I mean, they eat like I do, you know, but uh, <laughs> they, like today they were driving around and taking uh, Chromebooks to students who had marked that they didn't have a computer at home. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess at this point they, they're doing a lot of things to try and make sure everybody has access. And I think it's, it's been refreshing to hear about these types of things, the kind of these acts of goodwill that are being done, whether it be the companies providing free access to things that you would generally have to pay for, or just even with the um, providing the meals, all of that. I mean, it, it's, it's in those moments where you you're excited about humanity where it's like, Oh, these are the really nice things about humanity. Um, but I'm sure the more seedier side of, of things will poke itself out, poke its head out. Um, but I'm glad that everyone has been very proactive in terms of making sure that things continue moving along. Um, yeah. I do think that they, that obviously students in this school year will be at a disadvantage because it won't the the content delivered may not be as much as it would have been oh yeah um next year will be very interesting yeah especially with the kids who are coming back um because i mean seniors you know senior year is kind of a anyway so uh, but yeah well no i'm just saying though but like i remember for me senior year it was by that time it's it's not stressful and certainly by the second semester you're just kind of there to fill a chair kind of thing um i mean it could have changed obviously since i graduated high school 20 years ago but um, I, it is, it's, it's going to be interesting. I do think that what will be cool is that as you guys start to develop this type of stuff, um, to be more online, 
um, it opens up a different avenues and opportunities in the future. Yeah, a bunch of us, uh, the ELA teachers anyway, met up yesterday in a Google Hangout, just us. Cool. And it was uh, interesting. Several people uh, said the same thing that I've been thinking, which is that, man, this is really depressing. Um, it's, uh, it's, just, it's just so different than what we do on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, I'm calling at least five or six parents a day and talking to people, but, um, you know, I mean, I, I do miss being in the classroom. Yeah, and it's still very new. I mean, you know, there was a transition for myself, even though, you know, even when I was working with people, I still managed to stay secluded. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a transition for everyone, and it's a very difficult one as well, um, because, yes, you do not have that social aspect that you're used to. Because I think part of it is not just being around other people. For a lot of people, it's the act of leaving the house, being outside, going to where they need to be, interacting with others, and you lose that <laughs> when when you're basically self-quarantined. You know, for many oh, people, I, they may not I, go outside <laughs> at this point. The kids. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you know, I, I have kids in my class who I'm sure the the most positive interactions they get with other human beings is at school. Right. Whether it's their, with their friends or it's sometimes I'm, I'm sure it's the only positive interactions they have with adults. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I feel bad for some of them. Um, you know, I mean, I have students that, you know, they want to give you hugs every time they see you and stuff. And it's not just because they're loving kids. I, I think they, they don't get hugs. Do you think that there might be a correlation maybe that we see that suicides are, in, are go up the rate of? Oh, I don't know. I hadn't even thought of that. I guess. Well, no, because I'm saying, you know, some people really <laughs> require that social aspect yeah. to their it's life. Great. They can't function <laughs> without it. And I mean, that, so, I mean, there's so many different layers to what this COVID virus is, is unearthing. Um, I do hate the, ma the mass hysteria. I wish people would calm the fuck down. Sorry. But um, outside of that, I am very curious to see what happens throughout the world um, with yeah. the shifting um, of people not being quite as social in the physical sense <laughs> um, as before. And I know like for me, I meet with my mom every day at um, 11 a.m. because she works with me as well. And oftentimes, I mean, we meet over Zoom and I'll actually have, you know, like my camera on and stuff for that. And there are times where we're working with each other just being on Zoom as mm -hmm. kind of having that, you know, like, as if someone else is in the room with you kind of thing, you know? just holding right. the space and surprisingly i don't know why it it makes me feel more productive when i do that um but yeah this whole thing is just insane um i know that kenrick told me that there have been cases already where different states are closing down their rest stops um mm. and which i mean you know you're not supposed to be traveling anyway so <laughs> um yeah. and so you know, I'm like, I would, I would like to think that they're going to keep open truck stops and stuff because, again, food and e everything needs to move across the United States. You, there's no, unless you're going to drop everything by drone or airplane or something, trucking is going to still be needed to get stuff um, moving. But um, it's interesting. He's already seeing how it's affecting um, what it's like on that end of it as well. Um, he's certainly seeing the shift in traffic as far as there being less traffic on the roads um but it's it like i said it does feel a bit ap apocalyptic yeah <laughs> yeah i don't like um how i don't know um i don't know i don't know where i'm going with well i know for some people they feel like <laughs> it's it's um a sign of end times and yeah. you know especially if you're religious or whatever um you know, although it's funny because I think even in my childhood when I'd hear different preachers, they'd always say, oh, we're in the end times. I'm like, how freaking long is end times? Because now I'm almost 40. And, <laughs> you know, but I know that there's apparently a, um, what is it, a locust situation happening over in, the, in um, East Africa and Saudi Arabia and stuff. 
Um, Plague of locusts. Yep. And you know, that is a sign of end times as well for, right. Right. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's like just giving people an extra thing to freak out about. Well, and it's like last week on uh, the masked singer, mm -hmm. um, you know, it was, uh, you know, that crazy lady from Alaska. Um, oh, Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, it turned out she was the one who was rapping, uh, you know, I like big butts. What? Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't see it. It was all over. No. Well, you get you said social media. Why the how the hell would I know? <laughs> so lots of people were saying that's a sign of the end time. <laughs> uh, she was really into it. She was into it. I gotta admit. Oh um, my gosh. So yeah, so so far you've been a terrible downer on this whole entire damn episode. Right? I, I'm I'm sorry. Let's continue so, the downer by you talking about your novel. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about some, some good stuff that comes about by this uh, social distancing. Okay. Uh, I've had a lot of time to work on the novel, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I'm over 30,000 words on it, uh, which considering I started it like the end of January, it's not bad. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I'm over halfway done with the novel. Uh, and it is really good. It's uh, by far, I think, the best thing I've written in years. Um, the last few books I wrote were kind of, there were times it was, it was a slog, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, this one is just flowing. It's just going right out there. Uh, it, it's set up in a such a way that I think it could be a series, but I'm not even worried about that. I'm going to write it, and then I will probably uh, maybe never touch these characters again. And that's fine, because uh, a lot of them will be dead. <laughs> okay, uh, well, thanks for the heads up there. Yeah, it's been pretty brutal. Um, last chapter, somebody chewed off somebody else's testicles. And, um, okay, yeah. yeah mm. There have been lots of stuff happening. Um, there was a sex scene with a guy and this giant... Uh, like dumpling thing and uh, <laughs> it's it's just it's been awesome it's just it's just rolling out there so was the dumpling thing the catcher then or was he the i mean I'm yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. like mentally he, he was the catcher not the okay yeah. all right all right <laughs> and um then on netflix um i've been watching this show called the toys that made us mm -hmm. and i have to say it's been uh really good even toys i have no interest in mm-hmm uh, it's fascinating. It's basically a, a documentary about um, these toys, mostly from the 80s. Awesome. That, you know. Do they have like laser tag and G.I. Well, so, Joe and stuff? Yes. So there's an episode on G.I. Joe. There's one on Masters of the Universe. What about uh, Cabbage Patch Kids? Um, I haven't seen that one. Okay. Be one. There's one on um, My Little Pony. Oh, man. There's one on. Uh, Rainbow Bright? <laughs> I don't know. I, maybe, so far, maybe, yeah. So far, I've watched the Power Rangers one. Okay. Um, and I watched the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. Oh my God, that was um, huge. And they're interesting though, because like, um, the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one, for instance, went into a lot of stuff about Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, who created the the characters. Mm-hmm. Then had a huge falling out, and then hadn't spoke or been in the same room with each other for like fifteen years. And, uh, but they get them back together in the, at the end of the episode. They're actually in the same room, and they give each other a hug. And so I see that it's been on the air. It's been around for three seasons now. Wow. That I didn't even know they had the show. Yeah, it's three seasons starting 2017, and it's four-episode seasons. Oh, okay, yeah. So, I, so I, yeah, I they I have it was all one season. Season one has Star Wars, Barbie, He-Man, and G.I. Joe. Season two is Star Trek. Transformer, Transformers, ugh, Transformers, Lego, and Hello Kitty, and season yeah. three has TMNT, um, Power Rangers, My Little Pony, and professional wrestling. <laughs> okay, so I guess I just started watching with season three. I'm uh, guessing so, but yeah, but yeah there yeah, are two other good. seasons. Yeah. Well, well, no, I'm like when you had it there, I'm like, oh, cool, because I'm looking for something to watch. I've gone through, I've exhausted both. Um, Netflix and Prime on all of their period pieces. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I love British period pieces. So I've literally gone through the gamut of what they have available. And so now I'm just kind of finding other stuff to watch. So this would be of interest. So I appreciate the mention because I'll add this to my list of things to watch. Yeah. Now, there's, there's a spinoff series they did called The Movies That Made Us. Mm-hmm. Um, which is very similar, and uh, if you like behind-the-scenes Hollywood stuff, yeah, 
it was pretty good too. I watched all of that season. They covered uh, Ghostbusters and Dirty Dancing and um, oh, I forget what other movies, but several good ones that were very interesting. So the yeah. toys that made us, and you said the movies that made us. Yeah, it was the movies that made us. Okay, I'm putting it in my app right now, so I've tagged it to um. There we go. So I know to go back in there and watch it. And speaking cool. of other uh, good things, um, you're talking about maybe getting us some money. Well, yeah, there is talk, and I believe that the the conference or I guess the newscast, whatever, happened on Tuesday, um, and they were. It was I think Trump was on the TV and Mnuchin was on the TV, and they were talking about possibly everyone you know there being relief for people immediate relief and it not just be some credit or whatever but to actually put cash in the pockets of people um because they're proposing uh, a 500 dollars billion direct payout for taxpayers um they're asking for that from congress as a part of the one trillion dollar stimulus package um to combat, of course, the corona pa pandemic. Um, the suggestion is that it would be two rounds of direct payments to taxpayers, each totaling 250 billion. And so they would send out checks on April 6th and on May 18th. And of course, this is just the proposal. Um, so I believe, despite Donald Trump taking credit for it, Mitt Romney, I think, had originally suggested that whole $1,000 thing. Um, Although, um, you know, Bernie Sanders actually came up with it before Mitt, but yeah. Well, yeah, so... Bernie, Bernie wants it to be $2,000 a month for the duration of the... Right, and that's what I was curious about, whether or not this was just a, oh, here you go, one-time thing... Yeah. Or if it was, because I'm like, it's not going to help any, uh, you know, yes, giving me a thousand dollars is going to help in some way. But if it's just a one-time thing, it's like things don't, the cost of stuff doesn't just disappear <laughs> after, you know, after that money is run out. Uh, you know, there are things that you can cut, but there are other things you can't. And so... Yeah, I, I've only been paying attention to this a little bit because I'm like, I... Uh, it's a Trump thing. I don't really care. And, you know, well, if, if it does Facebook happen, are, then, you know. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of people on Facebook are saying stupid things like, um, you know, oh, let's see all these people who say they hate Trump. You know, they, they'll be cashing that check. So I've been replying to all of them. Mm -hmm. right? uh, if somebody we used to work with, Diane Humphrey, she posted it too. <laughs> I replied to it. That the same thing in all of them is it's like, you know, all he's doing is paying me back a small percentage of the money that i have paid so he could go golfing there you go so uh, true yeah. yep absolutely all, these, all, all of those folks who say they hate socialism i bet they'll be cashing that check exactly and i mean i am fine with considering like if someone asks i i tend to be a liberal socialist that's how yeah. i lean and and for most cases that tends to be on the more democratic side i don't have an issue saying that i'm a liberal socialist because, you know, quite frankly, the government needs to step in and take care of its people because the people can't freaking do it themselves. <laughs> so, you know. Um, I take full credit for you being a liberal socialist. That is true. I, you, and you, I, rightly you should because you are the reason why. <laughs> being exposed to, having worked with you is the reason why I tend to be a little bit more, well, a lot more crazy than I was before. Um, no, no, crazy. But crazy to the left, not to the right. So, yeah. so, so yeah. Um, this past weekend, mm -hmm. Paul and I went and saw uh, Bloodshot. We actually went out on Saturday. Um, we, we went out and ate <laughs> mm -hmm. to a bookstore, <laughs> and we went to the movie theater. So you basically got to do this, like, if this pandemic lasts even longer, you were maybe among the last people to be able to do this social activity. Because I guess so, because all the movie theaters, we'll cover that. Closing, yeah, yeah, but go ahead. We went and saw Bloodshot, which mm -hmm. is the first uh, movie from Valiant Comics, and um, what did you think of it, T'Challa? Good. <laughs> um i liked it also i mean i don't think it was do you think it was 
as good as the Marvel movies? No. I was about to say, no way. Like, if, if that um, was the case, I would go see it. Yeah, I don't think it's as good as any of the Marvel movies. But I enjoyed it better than several of the DC movies. I mean, that's not really setting a high bar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. You know, it, it's, it's an action movie. But I think, that, I think that even if you have no knowledge at all of the comics, you'll be fine. Because it's definitely set up for, for like, the man on the street. Mm-hmm. There's like a few Easter eggs in there for Valiant fans, but not as many as I would have liked, to be honest with you. Um, but it was good. Vin Diesel's, you know, Vin Diesel. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, I sent you some pictures of the girl who played the female lead. Yes, because we know you're into the Latinas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I never think of. It was, it's funny because through the whole movie, I was like, God, she is hot, right? And then in the, the movie, I kind of looked to see what her name was, right? And yeah. her name was like Gonzalez. I was like, damn it. Yeah, you like that flavor. Yeah, because I never really think of it. And then in the movie, in fact, I, didn't, I was wondering what ethnicity she was. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I couldn't really tell. And, um, but yeah, yeah. So I think it's funny. Every, every time it's like, oh, man, she's hot for man dance. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> well, I just went, when I saw the picture and stuff, and when you, you know, it's like, yeah, of course she's, she would be Latina. And I'm like, I always, I don't know, I always think of your almost like original Latina crush as far as like, um, selena gomez that it's that that's kind of it from there it's it's kind of you know erupted so all the way back you know to my phoebe cates crush in the 80s well yeah i didn't know i didn't think that with phoebe cates um of the latin persuasion she she's like got all kinds of stuff in her because i was gonna say phoebe but i was like i don't i didn't think that she was she's she's one quarter chinese okay and then she's Russian Jew. Yeah. Uh, so like that. But, wow. So I mean, Chinese Filipino. She's got a little flavor into her. You yeah, know? yeah. You like it spicy. Yeah, I like it a little <laughs> spicy, I guess. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, but we, we like the movie. Um, and then I, I've been watching lots of movies at home. Okay. And uh, I watched one yesterday called Magic Magic. Because my favorite uh, Amazon Prime channel is Shudder. Okay. Right, which is a horror movie channel. Right. Yeah, I remember you mentioning it's that. called The Void. It was the bomb. It was awesome. So <laughs> yesterday, I was looking for something to watch, and it was this Magic Magic, and I was like, what the hell is this? Never heard of it. It's from 2013. I saw it had Emily Browning in it, who I liked in um, Sucker Punch. Mm-hmm. I've seen her in a couple other things. Uh, and it had uh, Michael Sarah. Right. Right. And I was like, okay. It was known think- for, like, Juno and... Um, what was that? The original super movie, bad? super bad. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I was like... And uh, now he, I kind of liked him, right? And so I started watching it. Wow. <laughs> you know, after when it was over, I was like, "What? The, I mean, what? What? What the hell did I just watch?" And so I actually went and like Googled it to see if, because you know, there, this new thing lately is like, you know, oh, the ending of this movie explained, right? And, mm-hmm. Because there's one for Bloodshot out there. The ending of Bloodshot explained. I'm like, how, what do you? What's the? What's the explanation? <laughs> obvious, right? But now, magic, magic. I needed a damn explanation, and there is no one. There's not one. Oh. The I don't know what the movie was. I don't know what they were going for here. I, Michael Sarah is like a bad guy, and he's a jerk. Um, he is somebody you just really want to punch, punch in the, in the face. I mean, even right now, I feel myself getting angry. <laughs> Almost to the point of like, you know, like a Jerry O'Connell kind of thing. Oh my gosh, that is, wow. That I is mean, epic. He is, I mean, you, wow. He is just so sniveling in this movie and nasty. I well, I mean, he's sniveling in most of his roles, but he's yeah. like sniveling nice guy, quirky guy. No, but, you know, nasty guy. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're used to him being nice guy, quirky guy, whatever. But yeah. to see him in that kind of light where he's just playing an evil character, that yeah. I think alone would be interesting. All right, so I'm going to attempt to summarize this movie for you. <laughs> Since you don't understand the ending. So, all right. Maybe you can explain it to me. I don't know. All right. So there's this... this this blonde girl, right, mm-hmm. who comes to visit her cousin, played by Emily Browning, okay, in Europe, 
because Emily is like staying in Europe. And so the cousin goes to, to visit her mm -hmm. and Emily Browning is hanging out with um, her European boyfriend and uh, this really rude girl and Michael Sarah, right? So as okay. soon as the blonde girl gets there, right, she finds out that Emily Browning says, you know, I have to go back to the mainland. I have to have this class. It's last minute. It only lasts like 48 hours. I'll be right back. And the blonde girl's like, I don't want to stay with these people. I don't know them, right? Why? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> so she stays with them. And Sarah's like, you know, making all kind of crude comments to her. And um, the the boyfriend, he's an amateur hypnotist. And so he wants to hypnotize her. And she's like, no, no, I don't know. I don't want to. No, no. And um, she doesn't like her room, right? Mm -hmm. And every time we see her, she's sleeping, but she's complaining she can't sleep. And okay. so she's like getting grumpy and her cousin, you know, finally comes back and we find out that the cousin didn't actually go for a class. She went to have an abortion. Right. <laughs> okay. But she doesn't want to tell her cousin that the only person who knows is the boyfriend. Right. Mm -hmm. And the boyfriend immediately wants to have sex with her. He's missed her. Right. And she's like, no, I don't want to. It will so, hurt. Right. So and, literally she went to go get an abortion and yeah. then he still wants to, okay wow yeah. and wow. then he's like well let's do it the other way right and up she's the like, ass right and he's like yeah let's do it the other way and she's like no i don't want to not now right mm -hmm. and because everybody in the movie's a jerk mm -hmm. so blonde girl is continuing to like just get weirder like they go and they they're going to jump off this this rock into the water and it's really high and so there's this long ass scene where the blonde girl you know, everybody keeps saying, jump, jump, jump. And she keeps starting to, and she stops. And finally she won't do it. Right. And so they go back to the, their place where they're staying. And, um, the cousin who had the abortion, she goes to, um, soak in the tub and they show her bloody panties and stuff. And meanwhile, the blonde girl is out front with Michael, Sarah and the boyfriend and the boyfriend finally convinces her to let him hypnotize. Her, right. Okay. Okay. So at this point, uh, she's hypnotized and she'll do anything you tell her to do. Right. And so the boyfriend thinks she's faking, but Michael Sarah says, well, dance like a slut. Right. So she dances like all sexy and stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, give so-and-so a blow job. Right. And then she like, you know, gets down on her knees and it's like trying to take the boyfriend's pants off and all this stuff. Right. And that's when the cousin who had the abortion comes back in and it's like, you know, stop, stop. What are you doing? You know, all this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, then Michael Sarah says, and the cousin's like, you know, you're faking, you're faking, right? And the, Michael Sarah says, put your hand in the fire, right? And so she shoves her hand in the fireplace, right? And burns it real bad. And so they wrap her hand up. And then that night, she gets up out of bed. And she goes into Michael Sarah's room. And she takes her pants off, mm -hmm. right? And she, like, wakes up Michael Sarah and, like, straddles his head and, like, forces his head in between her legs. Mm-hmm. And Michael's like, stop, stop, right? And so she, like, gets off of him. And then he's like, you know, you know, he's been sexually assaulted, right? And then she right. goes to bed. So then the next day, right, mm -hmm. he starts freaking out. Because earlier in the movie, this friendly dog tried to hump her leg. And so now she sees the dog again. And she starts running from the dog, right? Okay. And so Browning and Michael Sarah are chasing after her. And she falls down and she's crying. So there's no doctor on the island, but they take her to this like local uh, shaman mm -hmm. who says, we need to take her clothes off. Of course. Right. So now she's naked. Right. And she's like writhing all around on this thing. And they say, oh, she's got an evil spirit in her. We need to cleanse the spirit. And so they get this like powdery stuff and they put it all over her. And, you know, she's like, you know, flopping all around. And then she dies. What? <laughs> okay. That's the stupidest movie plot I've ever heard of. Well, when it's over, I'm like, wait, so this was on a horror channel, right? Yeah, well, it's classified as a thriller. Yeah, um, it's a thriller. Mm -hmm. And the whole time, I'm like, wait, so is she, is she insane? Because she seemed crazy from the beginning. Is she, is she possessed? Is she hypnotized? Is she hypnotized? I think it's all of those because like some of it when she when you're talking about what she saw earlier in the movie I'm like oh maybe she's having some sort of break in her you know like there's a disso dissociative break or something like that right but 
God, that really, that sounds stupid. And then even the, the whole storyline with Emily Browning's character in the abortion, it just felt like, why is, why, why is this here? You know what I mean? It yeah. didn't tie into anything else. I guess it was just because it was odd and it was something else to... Give us an Emmy! Well, it had... Give me an Emmy? I don't know. Something. <laughs> well, it's funny because... Yeah. You know, what? Yeah, the Oscars would go Oscars. to... The, I think it deserves a Razzie, which is for like... I, the- I think so, too. So yeah. what's funny is... Okay, so this movie was made in 2013. Uh-huh. And on Google, it is so the the one sentence description of the movie is not like anything you have mentioned at all. all it right. says a young woman on a holiday in Chile begins to mentally unravel, and her friends do not realize the danger until it is too late. That is it. Yeah, on uh, IMDb, <laughs> it says a naive young tourist road trip with friends turns into a waking nightmare. I'd, wow. Um, yeah. No. IMDb gives it five out of ten. Right. I do see that. Um, Letterboxd, I don't know what that is, but on Google it's showing Letterboxd gave it 2.8 out of five. Uh, Metacritic, 59%. On Google, 56% like the movie of those who. It, there's nothing about that movie that sounds like it would be interesting for no. you to watch Look, outside of Michael Sarah being an evil character. The only thing I can assume that got it even 56% mm-hmm. is there's a lot of titties on display. Okay. Now all the titties on display belong to the same character. Mm-hmm. I mean, five seconds into the movie, we see her in the shower. Um, then later on, you know, she's abusing Michael Sarah. Um, she's dancing like a slut. Then at the end, she's naked as she's being killed. Um, she's naked through the whole damn movie. And she looks good naked. Okay. Maybe fifty-six. You know how many how many men are in the world? Forty-nine percent. Yeah, so a good portion so of that is just. And then like ten percent of women are gay. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. Well, I'm looking on Wikipedia. I don't even see like you know. In some cases, they give you the budget and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't even have a budget. I'm like, that sounds wow. like it was made for like a million dollars and not they called it a day. Well, I did look on Wikipedia too because I was hoping they would explain the movie to me. <laughs> right. And I saw that it like won some sort of she won some sort of award. Uh, she Juno Temple won Best Actress at the Sitges Award. I don't know what a uh, what is that. I, I, I let me click on it. The Sitges Award. A Spanish film festival. Yeah. Was it oh, it's specific it's though. What? Yeah, it says it's held in El Prado. Yeah, it's saying it's a Spanish film festival and one of the world's foremost international festivals specializing in fantasy and horror films. Okay, that would explain it. So it's very much a niche. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not a, huh. And I would say Juno Temple, who's the girl who plays the, the crazy girl. Right. I mean, yeah, she's she pretty, pretty damn crazy. Yeah. I, I guess that was a good, good role. So for me this week during the, you know, the social distancing again, although it's my life every day, um, I did go through watching. Um, so I started watching Medici. I don't know if I mentioned it last week where I started watching it and ended up watching season two and was like, oh, wait a second. What? So I did. I haven't gone back to watch any of it yet because I just hadn't been in the mood. I did watch a series called The Crimson Field. Um, it's about uh, World War One and what was happening over there in like the the hospital tent situation, all that kind of thing. And it was funny because two characters that were in it were also in Downton Abbey. They played roles in Downton Abbey. Um, I watched another season, series called Breathless and it was the 1960s uh, these guys are gynecologists, and they, of course, um, like one of the the main character does like abortions on the side because obviously it's illegal and all this kind of stuff. And it, it was an interesting one as far as just the rest of the plot and the characters. I then watched a Canadian series that um, that was a British series, and then um, I watched a series called Bomb Girls, and it has the the main character is um, Jennifer Tilly's sister, who is Meg Tilly. 
And it was around, of course, the world, it was about World War II and, you know, obviously the women having to step in to take over men's jobs while they were all gone and just kind of that whole social dynamic. Um, specifically, this was around a bomb factory in Canada um, that made, you know, the bombs for the war and all that kind of stuff. So that was really cool. That was two seasons. So like a total of, I think, 16 or 18 episodes with Breathless. I think that was like six episodes. Um, I got caught up on some of the last week tonight stuff, um, that, uh, I, I haven't watched last week's and then I caught, got caught up on new Amsterdam and the good doctor and on Will and Grace and um i'm just scrolling through my history and then caught caught up on when calls the heart which is my series that i watch on hallmark channel um i only watch two things on hallmark hallmark channels because generally speaking i don't want to you know watch any of the hallmark stuff but um we started watching i never did get around to watching marvel's agent carter and so i watched all of season one and i'm into season two of that it actually is pretty good i i had meant to watch it when it for when it came on and then just never got around to it and so we started watching and it was actually really good so i do need to finish that but i don't know if we're it's kind of technically like a a um me and k show so with those i wait for him to come so like you know once a month we do this whole weekend binge of stuff so i don't know if i'm gonna finish it without him or you know whatever so So yeah i've i've also been watching a lot of tv i've not been doing quite as much reading as i should be um but yeah i mean it's i i do think i think i saw somewhere about how they were saying that they're not concerned about um, the overload to the system as far far as the streaming services because they have apparently already banked on that or they've already experienced that. Um, so I've noticed for the first time ever, and it's just been in the past few days, um, that Netflix and um, well, ever since I got Disney Plus, sometimes it'll buffer. Hmm. None of my other streaming services did right. Mm-hmm. But the past few days on Netflix, sometimes I've I've encountered some buffering issues. I rarely have buffer issues. I mean, they come in every now and then. Sometimes it's odd when it decides to do it. So I don't know if it's yeah. because of my own internet connection. Because, you know, if I'm watching stuff at 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning, a lot of times that's when the cable companies will also push out updates. So okay. it will cut, you know, that that will impact it. But what I have noticed over the past couple of days is whenever I open Prime Video, none of the pictures load on the main page. So uh, if, you, if you scroll down on stuff, the titles and stuff will load, but none of my pictures have been loading. So I'm like, eh, you know, and I've been able to place the content out of it and that not be an issue. But right. on the main page, yeah, I don't have any pictures <laughs> at all. Yeah, I can only assume it's because everybody is home streaming, you know. Yes, I, I would think so too. Um, which again, that that too is very interesting to me. So, yeah, I do think that what you sent me is hilarious. The picture. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, See, so yeah, I also wanted to mention. Excuse me. Okay. Um, <laughs> I also wanted to mention something else to you, though. Um, well, while you're thinking about that. Um, there was, we'd mentioned it a little bit earlier, but, um, since we're obviously very big into television and movies, um, this coronavirus epidemic has been impacting the entire industry. Um, specifically, obviously the movie industry, there's movies now that have been placed on or suspended as far as their, um, their filming schedule. And, what was of interest is that the box office this weekend plunged to the lowest level it's been in over two decades. So, yeah, yeah I think at one point, I think I saw that the, the take for the entire country was like 56 million, which is like yeah. a drop in the bucket. Um, so when we went to see Bloodshot, we saw it at a like 145 showing. Mm-hmm. I'd say there was maybe... 14, 15 people in there. And uh, the funny thing was, uh, <laughs> at first we didn't say anything, but 
you know, we came in, there was like an older couple there. Mm-hmm. And then like another older couple came in and then an old man came in and then some guy came in with a walker and his wife had like an oxygen thing on. Mm-hmm. So me and uh, T'Challa kind of looked at each other and, um, and T'Challa whispered to me, why are all these old people here? <laughs> I don't know. I said, are we in the right movie? I said, older are people. I'm not that all right, they were old. They were old people. And, um, you know, so it turned out we were in the, the right theater. I just don't mm-hmm. know. I, apparently, they're just thinking, you know, fuck it. You know, we're at the end of our lives. We're going to go see a movie. <laughs> you know. But so what day reaper. was it that you saw it? Was it, it was a weekday or a week? Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, if it's the weekdays, then maybe that is a part of their regular, you know, thing to do. Yeah. But, yeah, that, hmm. So I remember what I was going to tell you. If okay. They, Lily. Mm-hmm. Um, she is refusing to self-quarantine, right? She says that, uh, you know, some people value their freedom more than their health. And uh, so she's continuing to go out and do all of her usual stuff. She posted about it on Instagram with the hashtag business as usual. And um, said that, you know, it doesn't matter what's going on, that she has her life to live and she's going to live it. Until she gets coronavirus and then she gets killed. But I mean, no, I get it. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to hate on her for it, but I do yeah. think it's a little bit irresponsible if she expects for everyone to be like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to continue living my life the way I normally live it. It's like, no, we're also being very cautious because this has the, this has the ability probably to meet or exceed the, what was in 1918? Yeah. Went, you know, um, that was after the first world war. Not only did they have all those, you know, all the people killed in that, but then it was followed by another, you know, dis, um, disease basically or whatever that killed out a, a massive part of the population. So I think we're all trying to be very um, proactive and not bring about something that catastrophic. So if you're going to be very lackadaisical about, well, I'm going to do what I do, I guess you just have to accept what may happen to you. <laughs> so, yeah. But, I mean, hey, more power to her. Well, it's just, you know, I mean, she could accidentally kill Michael Douglas. And we don't <laughs> want that to happen. You, know? you said Evangeline Lilly. Why would she kill Michael Douglas? He, play, he plays her daddy in the Ant-Man movies. Oh, yeah, that is true. And, yeah, it's the flu pandemic of 1918. Because, yeah, that was right after the um, World War. Yep. So, um, so, yeah, they're shutting down all of our, our movies and our TV. Right. So specifically, um, with some of the movies, they've talked about pulling, they've already pulled the, the release dates for movies like Mulan and A Quieter Place 2 and Fast 9 and No Time to Die. Um, and then specifically with, with Disney Plus, part of what I was waiting for in order to really use Disney Plus, they've already shut down production on Loki and WandaVision over the coronavirus stuff. So it's like all this content I was waiting for, <laughs> for Disney isn't going to happen for quite some time. Yeah. So, I mean, everything is being pushed back. And I mean, you know, on the one hand, I'm like, there's so much content out there that no one can really get bored because there's so many things to discover or rediscover, whether it be like, I mean, I love movies from like the 30s, 40s, 50s. So I'm like, oh, that would be an opportunity to maybe go back and watch some of those or just catch some of them that I have not watched before. Um, but it's, I think that there's going to be so many other unintended con- consequences that have not been thought about at this time, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, that's, uh, I mean, it's, it's scary. <laughs> But yeah. just stay inside, people. If you don't have to go outside, don't go outside. Well, on Kroger's website yesterday, when I, when I went to it, it had the, like this massive sign on there um, to talk about, to address the fact that, you know, people, more people are, are ordering from home. Mm-hmm. So the sign, and let me see if it's still there. Yeah, it is. It says this massive thing. Um, we, we appreciate your understanding. And apparently they're hiring. So if you're looking for a job, Kroger's hiring because people got to eat, right? So yeah. on, the, on the site, it says, due to increased demand, you may experience longer lead times, delayed deliveries, and limited inventory because so many people are now taking advantage of these 
pop-up services that weren't, you know, that some people use, but not quite so much. So on the one hand, I'm very glad that that infrastructure was already there. But on the other, I'm just like, oh man, that means if I order something, I might have to wait, you know, like days to get it or not get it at all in some cases. So, because yeah. I last weekend I went on Amazon and was just looking at stuff and, um, you know, obviously with the whole TP sh- shortage, but also with Lysol wipes, there was none available on Amazon. And I'm like, if it's not available on Amazon, that's when I freak out. <laughs> yeah. You know, so... So yeah, it's um it's been interesting. I know that we will continue to talk about how the COVID virus is impacting our day-to-day lives. Um, while I hate that the conversations have to be kind of around that because I am honestly tired of the daily emails I get from even companies that I don't recall signing any signing up for <laughs> telling yeah. me about how the, what they're doing with the COVID virus and how it's business as usual for them or how they're addressing it. Um, I I think there's even been memes about where people are like, you know, basically, can we talk about anything else besides yeah. the coronavirus? Um, let's hope that maybe a future show that will be the case. Because, <laughs> yeah, what else are we going to talk about except for the fact that it has continued to change our lives and the way we live it? Well, for most of you people, because my life is the same. That's, yes. That's <laughs> yep, nothing new. Yeah. Hmm. So I think, I guess this is a relatively short episode for us. I mean, it's only an hour. I mean, there's not that much to talk about. The world's ending. Yes. Well, I was going to title the show <laughs> at the end of the world. Ian's as we know it. Some gum. Uh, Bring out your dad. Bring out. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> did you hear that um, it's the end of the world as we know it by REM has re-entered the top 100? I would. I, I actually thought that that would actually happen because I'm like, yeah, if you make that reference, most of us of, of age would know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I'm not surprised that that is, <laughs> that is resurfaced. <laughs> Good for yeah. them. They get some money. <laughs> so, yes. But yeah, I was going to title the, the episode Changes. Um, because of the, you know, the Bowie, whatever song, and then it's the end of the world as we know it. And then I was like, it's way too long. So I'm not going to do that. I've, I've already changed it to what I, what I, I'm going to be using. (laughs) Okay. So, so yeah, everyone stay safe. Um, If you have not yet heard of the coronavirus, because apparently that's also a thing, people who are so much, so under a rock that they don't know what's going on. Um, But, you know, there are plenty of things out there, apparently. (laughs) There there are plenty of things out there people are posting online about what you can do to be safe. I even shared on Facebook today my, um, yeah, I watched the Jamaican version of it. Um, that That was hilarious. I loved it. Yeah, it was shared on our, we have a Gillis family WhatsApp thread. So like, there's like at least 40 people on that thread. Um, And it was posted by my aunt who is a nurse. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. So I'm like, something like that. I'm like, I know that's not going to be posted all, you know, everywhere. So I decided to go ahead and share that. But um, yeah, be safe. Um, They say the biggest thing is obviously outside of limiting your contact with others. Be sure you're washing your hands frequently. Yeah. Um, don't put and your I, hands in your face. <laughs> and I have, I have to share something. Mm-hmm. All right, so this was a sign up in a business. After I read you the sign, you have to guess what business it was hanging up in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Due to the cor- coronavirus, please refrain from touching other people's balls. What? Please remember to wash your hands after touching your own balls. What? Thank you. Why? Why did they? What? I can't even like Chuck E. Cheese. I don't. I mean, what is? <laughs> no, it's a bowling alley. Oh. I'm touching other people's balls. Please me. remember to wash your hands after touching your own balls. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> but yes, people. You two. You two have dirty minds. What? I mean, it, uh, anyway. Like made that joke full well, knowing what it implied. No. <laughs> Interesting. No, you know what we would have thought. Exactly. You know, you're worse than both of us. Exactly. Thank you, T'Challa. <laughs> Mister, he is worse than both of us. 
So yeah, everyone be safe, please. Again, wash your hands frequently. Don't put your hands in your face, which actually is the one thing that's difficult for me because a lot of times my yeah. hands are in my face for whatever reason it just is. Um, but then too, if I'm self-quarantining and not being around people, I think that that's fine, you know, if I do have my hands in my face. Um, but I do definitely wash my hands more frequently. Um and yeah, if you don't have to go out, just don't. And if you do, you know, try and maybe use places that, you know, again, like going to the pharmacy, if they have a drive through window, use that because that will limit your exposure to others. And most of the fast food places, that's all they have now. Open right. Yeah, I passed. But when I was driving by, I looked at McDonald's yesterday. And I was like, are they closed? But they were open, but only the drive through. They had the rest of the restaurant. The lights were off. Yeah. You could only get it if you were going through the drive-through, which I yeah. know that they're saying uh, that people should be using those types of things a lot more. But I'm like, how much do you trust the fact that the person who maybe prepared it doesn't have a cold, or does you know? I, so for me, it's like you do kind of have to distance yourself in the way you think about certain things if you want to believe that really this is going to be an eff effective solution. To, is you know to still have someone prepping the food um but i don't know I, I know that with the coronavirus it has to have certain types of um it it, it only spreads under certain conditions right. um, and like if it's on the surface of something um it just depends on how much of it is on there um but a lot of the things that you would generally think about if you have a cold or flu applies here you just have to be extra vigilant um because, you know, there is no vaccine for it right now. <laughs> and I did not realize, like you said at the beginning of the show, that like 53 people died yesterday in the U.S. Yeah. So, so yep. yes, be safe, be smart. And I guess we will circle back to y'all next week, assuming that we are all alive. <laughs> yeah. Assuming we're alive, we'll be back next week. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.